What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have on the podcast, we'd love to be able to see your guys' feedback and then be able to work them into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Luke from Gen Y Hitch and wanted to talk with him a bit about RVs, the RV world, um, his transition from it into automotive, what it's been like, how Gen Y comes up with such cool products. And so I'm definitely looking forward to be able to chat with him today and learn more. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site-wide code for you. Use code DIESEL2023 at kershaw.kaiusa.com. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you need a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the house, job site, it's a great way to save some money and get some really cool gear. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Luke from Gen Y Hitch talking about the RV world towing and his journey from RVs into automotive. Luke, welcome to this podcast. Look forward to chatting with you. I always love learning more about uh, Gen Y as a company and then also the products that you guys offer. I know they're really popular and you know, our, our listeners were buying diesel trucks because we're usually towing stuff with them. So they, they go hand in hand. Yeah, thank you for having me. I look forward to it. I wanted to, to start uh, a bit with yourself. We haven't chatted on the podcast before. I know a little bit about you, but I think um, you know understanding what you do at Gen Y, um, your background in the automotive industry, it'll be really cool to to uh, understand more and then talk about hitches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Luke. I am the director of wholesale at Gen Y Hitch. Um, <clears throat> I actually came out of the RBOE side um, the last about five years. So. Uh, went to school in Colorado, uh, grew born and raised in Indiana, Elkhart County, which is the RV capital of the world. Um, freshman year decided to do a big bounce and go over to Colorado, uh, at Steamboat Springs. Loved it. Um, cost of living was a little high, so I decided to come back home and finish out uh, schooling in Indiana. But growing up in Elkhart County, I knew I kind of wanted to get in the RV industry. Um, it's a cool industry. The recreational industry in, in whole is a really cool industry to be in. So, I uh, tailored my schooling and classes around sales, and that was my goal, was to get into uh, RV sales. So did a lot of summer jobs through some different RVOEs um, and ended up uh, landing a job at an RVOE as a sales rep. So went through a little bit of a training, training period of time, uh, but once I was let loose, I uh, sold to many different states and territories, um, basically all of the U.S., a lot of Canada. Um, but the last two, three years um, of my role at the RVOE side, I was uh, on the West Coast. So lived in Indiana still, um, but I was flying out to the West Coast every other week and uh, calling on dealers, uh, new dealers, existing dealers, working shows, um, spending all my time doing that. And uh, I loved it. Um, but I wanted to get into the automotive side more. I wanted to expand my knowledge and kind of my uh, career uh, off of what I learned on the recreational side and try to get into more of the automotive side. And so that's kind of how I landed at Gen Y. Um, I've known a lot of the guys at Gen Y for a long time and um, I've been kind of uh, always had my my eyes on them just because of how fast they've grown and how innovative they are. So um, our paths kind of crossed late last year and uh, started talking to them and uh, about six, seven months later, we, we made it work. Uh, so I was super excited. Um, I really enjoyed my job on the RVOE side. I love traveling. I love the sales aspect of it. Um, however, I just wanted to be uh, deeper in with a company that is super focused on innovation and always trying to build, you know, 
better and best um, every single day. And that's kind of the foundation that Genoi was built on. So they build obviously super high quality product, um, super heavy duty product, and they are first and foremost innovation focused. Uh, everything they build has to be um, cooler, better, safer, uh, more innovative. And that's where I wanted to go. That's how my mind works. Um, creative. I love selling stuff that it's hard to resist to buy. I mean, Gen Y sells itself and, uh, the guys, uh, behind the company and the guys who started the company and everyone here, uh, has the same mindset about it. So it was a, uh, a big change, um, for me, but, uh, you know, the automotive side, I guess, was relatively new to me. Um, I, I didn't get to deal with it much on the RVOE side. Um, it was predominantly just recreational um, RV, but uh, I still got to dabble with our automotive a little bit. But now uh, I'm a lot deeper in automotive, but still, I mean, 30, 40% of my role still dabbles with the RV side. Um, and that that's actually continuing to grow. So it's nice being able to still get all the, the thrills and fun out of the RV side that I uh, kind of grew up to know, but also um, get to learn and expand on the automotive side. How, um, how different is the recreational part versus automotive. And I know there's probably a ton of things you're absorbing and learning in automotive, but I'm curious as somebody who's relatively new to the automotive side, how do they compare? Man. So like you said, there's a lot of differences. The, the big difference for me that I've noticed is obviously Elkar, Indiana being the RVD capital of the world. I mean, 95% of the RVs are getting built up here. Um, there's a lot of uh, really cool, you know, West Coast base, and, uh, Canadian base, and like, you know, Ohio or Airstream's at uh, building, uh, you know, RVs. However, most of the stuff you're going to see is in Elkhart. Um, you know, your Forest Rivers, your Thors, your uh, Winnebago's, Grand Designs, all that is all up here in Elkhart, um, motorized and towable. So it's a big, small industry. Um you know, automotive is what I've kind of realized too. It's a big, big industry, uh, but a lot of people know each other. And so it, it's just, it's, it goes so far. Um, and the RV industry does too, but it's all getting built up here in, in Indiana, mainly up in Elkhart. So um, being in the automotive industry and, and seeing how dispersed it is, I guess I would be the good word for it was uh, really cool to me. Um as far as the innovation side, the automotive is way ahead. <laughs> um, the RV side, I mean, you, you start seeing a lot of European design, a lot of European um, influence popping up right now um, in the States. And that's because the European RVs are really, really cool. They're really modern, really futuristic looking. Um, not only their exterior design and IPL, but even their interior design, um, the technology they're using is so far advanced. Um, and there's a lot of RV OEs here that are really far advanced, um, but we build a lot of, you know, price point uh, RVs, you know, RVs that you can get into at a very affordable price, um, which is okay. I mean, every product needs that. Um, there's just a lot of it and it's a little flooded. Um, so it's going to the automotive side and seeing just so many more companies being uh, innovative and being, um, very forward thinking and really staying on top or even ahead of the trends was something I saw different. Um, it's cool too, because the, a lot of the RVOEs right now that are doing that and are ahead of the curve and kind of adapting to the new technology, adapting to the new customers, um, 
they're the ones who are are making it out and actually doing a pretty good job in a, in a tough RV market, uh, recreational market, really. Um, obviously, the the economy and the cost of capital, uh, it's kind of a tough spot right now. But the manufacturers who are doing stuff different um, in a good way and the ones who are making sure they're continuously improving and updating and staying ahead of the curves are the ones who are, who are killing it right now. Um, so that was cool to me to see that there are a lot more people on the automotive side um, forward thinking like that um, compared to the RV OE side. Um, and then even down to the, the, I guess I would call them the retailers or like the dealer body. Um, you have a lot of large, large RV dealers. Um, you know, you see um, the camping worlds and the lazy days and the, the RVR now called blue compass. Um, they've been acquiring lots of, independent family owned mom and pop, I'd call them, um, dealers. And, you know, they've grown these, these RV dealers and RV families into, uh, almost, you know, larger corporations. And so that's been a, an interesting, um, thing to watch and kind of see how, you know, when I first started five years ago, there were so many small family owned operations and, um, as the economy changes a little bit, you know, up and down, um, it gives the larger guys an opportunity to, to, to buy them out and to add to their, uh, you know, family of RV dealerships. And, um, it's been happening a lot and, uh, it's cool to see there's a, it seems like a lot more mom and pop family owned, um, you know, dealers, I guess that I, I would deal with on the hitch side, um, when it comes to the automotive industry, um, so that's, that's kind of cool. I, I really enjoy talking to the, uh, I don't want to say small business, but like, you know, the, the family owned, been the family generational guys, um, just being able to pop in and talk to them. And it, it's always a pleasure doing that. And I love doing business that way. Um, obviously, it, it's sometimes just tougher when you get to the bigger uh, corporations and companies to get meetings set and to sit down with them. But um, I really appreciate that about the automotive side is, um, a lot of the guys I deal with, it's so easy to just sit down and talk to them and talk about whatever, even if it's outside of work. But that's a, that's a really interesting perspective and something that I've noticed as well. I think recently, um, that started to happen a little bit in automotive with some of the bigger companies buying, um, you know, these different businesses. And like you, I love to talk with small business owners or just, smaller places because doing a podcast, creating content, talking about topics and products and trends and everything, it makes it really organic, um, very natural. And I find if it's a larger corporation, there's certain steps. It, there's a lot of steps to go through to get to the point to be able to talk with somebody so it can move a little bit slower. So I wanted to ask you, do you think it's good or bad or indifferent with what can happen when larger companies acquire the smaller ones, one from the perspective of the RV market you were in. And then now that you're in automotive, do you think it's good for the industry? Do you think it's bad? Is it just kind of depend on, on, I guess that particular uh, scenario? I mean, I think it, it kind of, like you said, a particular, it's particular on the specific scenario. Um, the biggest challenge that I face and that um, I think a lot of people face is when a smaller company that has their own way of operating for a long period of time and say you're in the groove with them, you're doing well if you are with, you know, selling or 
or um, buying from this smaller company and they got bought out. Um, kind of the the ladder of management changes a little bit. Um, there seems to be a little bit more turnover, um, you know, and, and for sometimes reasons, sometimes they just need to restructure. Um, sometimes the guys who are sitting at top and the shareholders, you know, they have to make those decisions. You can't really do anything about it. But um, that's probably one of the biggest issues that I don't like about it is like the turnover. Um, if there's a guy you've worked with for so long and um, you kind of have yeah. a group with them, you have some real good history built with them. And then, you know, company A comes and buys you out. And then, uh, you know, six months later, well, he's getting moved to one of our other companies or other locations, or he's getting let go. And then you're kind of starting from scratch. Um, if, you know, if, if whoever moves in doesn't have that relationship with you or doesn't have the same idea about the product the other guy did. And so that's kind of one of the issues that I run into. Um, obviously the, the overall objective of, you know, the acquiring is for growth. And um, I think if the nice thing about Gen Y is being a, a premier product is um, in those situations, it's a premier product that doesn't really go off the shelf uh, besides when customers are buying it. Um, but it's nice that I, you know, if someone comes in and would buy a, um, a really good uh, dealer or partner of ours or, or retailer of ours, I wouldn't be worried that, Oh, great. We're going to get kicked. You know, it's a premier product and you know, they're going to see that on their bottom line and um, most of the time they're going to, they're going to stay with it. Um, so that's, I'd say that's probably one of the, 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 cons of it is kind of um, if there is some change in contact points or point of contact relationships, it makes it a little bit of a struggle. But, you know, there's a lot of great acquisitions going on with a lot of our really, really good, strong, um, like distributor partners. Um, they're buying, you know, maybe some some smaller operation distributors and they're adding to their their warehouses and their fleet. And, um, you know, that's that's pushing growth for both of us. Um, so there's scenarios where it's, it's fantastic. Um, there's scenarios where it's a little bit more of a struggle, but uh, overall I'd say it's, it's kind of uh, like you said, it's just kind of case by case, but um, you know, as long as the overall goal is to continue growing um, with them and to grow both our brands and both our companies and also, um, you know, stick to having great communication and a great relationship, then uh, all else kind of falls into place. I want to go back to the innovation that you mentioned is I've, I've uh, always been really impressed with Gen Y Hitch with any person I've ever talked to, any podcast guests, any email, the website, the product, the social media, which is you know really innovative. It's just, it's so different for me because like you, uh, I talk with lots of different elements of this industry, whether it's a truck owner, a racer, an enthusiast, um, a, a small diesel shop, a large company, sometimes companies outside of diesel. And Gen Y is one of the most innovative I've I've ever come across. So as it relates to what you're doing with wholesale, I'm, I'm sure you're talking with distributors, you're talking with um, you know, a diesel shop in Texas or Florida that's looking to, to stock yeah. your product. How does that innovation help you with the different types of conversations that you're having on a daily basis? with the product and building those relationships. Absolutely. So that's kind of goes back on the nice thing about selling a premier product and selling itself. Um, you know, a lot of these larger uh, distributors or larger business owners or dealers, retailers that, um, you know, maybe they have a core set of values on their website page. And I, I've noticed over 99% of them, one of their core values or one of their, um, uh, you know, kind of their about them is 
they want to be able to offer that in customer the best experience. They want to offer that customer um, the best service and basically try to be able to fit all their needs. Um, being with Gen Y and how innovative they are, um, a lot, most of our product is built off of customer feedback. It's built off dealer feedback, distributor feedback, employee feedback. Um, and so, you know, when a, a shop owner calls me and he's like, I got this guy that needs to tow 40,000 pounds, needs a custom receiver to be able to handle it. Like we need you guys to build something. We'll give it to our R and D team and they'll build it and we'll fab it up and we'll sell it. And uh, if we can all agree on the pricing and whatnot and what's happened in the past is that kind of a product came in fruition out of that. And so we're able to offer that in consumer uh, that was needing something through a dealer distributor, a product. And then we're like, Hey, wait, we can actually sell more of these. So we kind of grow off of that. And um, to be, be able to walk into any, uh, you know, potential new business opportunity that I have, or we have um, and be able to say, if there's something that you guys need done or need help with, we'll do it. We're not going to turn up, you know, I do them. We're not going to say, nah, we don't want to waste our time on that. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to hear them out as long as it makes, you know, decent sense. <laughs> um, but, and then just going and the product that we're coming out with that no one else is offering. Um, I mean, as a retailer, um, I have a product for you that you can't get down the road or you can't get from your competitor because we're the only one that makes it. We're, you know, attacking you guys in this market with this product. Um, you know, you guys have an opportunity to, to grow this product with us. And so being able to like, just feel good and say that wherever I go is awesome. Um, building the, you know, not only the coolest looking product and the heaviest duty product, but the safest product. I mean, I can't tell you how many, uh, you know, imported or um, foreign knockoffs are getting built and shipped off of, uh, you know, eBay or Amazon. And they're just knockoffs of, you know, USA brands, but they're built so cheap and so crappy and i'll, I'll see hundred thousand dollar trucks with a trailer and a hundred thousand dollars equipment on it using those hitches it's like man why <laughs> this is the, this one little part is in between your truck and your trailer and all that money you have invested into it and maybe even your company that you're using it for yeah. why you know safety should be your top priority i mean you know your own life or other people's life um that's why we, we build product over test them over engineer them um we get customer feedback if there's ever any issues with product um we go back to the drawing boards and redesign it to make sure it's right um 100 satisfaction guaranteed company so if a customer if a dealer or distributor has any problems we're going to help them out no matter what um if it's a long period of time six seven eight months a year um it's going to be a case-by-case -case scenario there's a lot of variables in the in the picture there but we're going to hear them out and we're going to do the best we can to help them out. And so be able to, to know that and to, to say that without, you know, lying is awesome. It's just uh, a huge confidence booster for not only myself and Gen Y, but also that dealer distributor who's going to end up selling to the end consumer um, or if we're talking to the end consumer directly. So and then of course the excitement of walking in or meeting a, a existing customer, a new customer at a trade show, and showing them the coolest, newest thing we have, you know, in a 3D printed model. And then coming out two months later with the actual fabbed up steel or aluminum model and being like, yeah, this is what we just made. And doing that is just so fun. Um, that's, I guess, back on the difference between automotive and RV that I experienced was on the RV side, um, innovation tends to be more so 
new stickers this model year or change around the floor plan a couple times this model year, or maybe add a couple different parts from a supplier that's the same, but different colors and fabrics. Um, it was exciting to be able to come out with some cool floor plans, but to completely develop a whole new product that's backed by patents and everything and just completely revolutionize what is out there already is a whole nother level of excitement. And to take that to the end consumer or the dealer or distributor that I'm working with is such a confidence booster. It's almost like, how can they say no to this? It's just, it's so cool. And especially with the marketing we have, you know, backed on it with our marketing team, it's just stellar job on everything. Um, the data we have off the testing we do, our R&D testing does and our third-party testers, um, it's just, it's awesome to be able to have that and to do that. One of the things I see a lot of synergy or, or some things in common that we have, like I, before I ever got into automotive, I worked in a completely different industry. <clears throat> and at that time, I was in my late twenties. I wanted to, I wanted something that I enjoyed and I was looking for innovation, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Yep. And through doing the podcast, I'll get messages sometimes, um, or, or I'll see an email or something from somebody who maybe they're right out of college. Maybe they are doing something for three, five years, sometimes 10 years. And they go, I'm just not happy with what I'm doing. And what you're talking about, I think is like, I can just point people to this podcast because what you're talking about is so important. One with believing, I think in the company, the product, the people, but then how, how much more successful you can be when you're selling it, you're building relationships all over the country. When you have this, this course, I think that's something for anyone who's looking to work in any part of automotive is find that innovation, find that company you match up with, and then it will make your growth through it so much easier than, you know, like in the previous industry I was in where I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's kind of stagnant. Everything's very rigid. I feel like I'm constrained. I don't really like it. Do I want to do this for another 40 years? No, I don't. Where am I going to go? That's, I mean, probably the biggest like, light bulb moment in my head well, I remember before I um had spoken to these guys you know again six months ago um, or longer like a year ago um I was in Seattle Washington in a hotel room it was probably I don't know 10 11 o'clock Pacific time which is you know uh one o'clock two o'clock in the morning eastern time from Indiana where I'm from and I just got done working I don't know two or three back-to-back shows um I was on the road for a while on, when I was working on the RVOE side and Obviously, the market was tough, which is fine. I mean, the automotive industry, even the highest uh, quality innovative products face times like that. Um, but it was uh, one of those moments where I was working a show that day and it was like, you know, I'm in a big show hall with a bunch of uh, very, very similar product. And, you know, I was pitching all day of why mine is better than the brand next to me and, you know, Eh, kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah, we have a different layout, different stickers, maybe a little bit different price, but you know, there was nothing too crazy to, to and exciting to really like believe behind it. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't. My motivate, not my motivation, but the uh, excitement behind it was just kind of dwindling. And um, you know, watching Gen Y um, from you know my hometown and watching what they're doing and. Um, what they're the direction they're heading and the product they're coming out with. I'm like, man, I feel like that's just like exciting. Like I'm just looking at them on Instagram. I'm like, this is exciting. <laughs> and I've <laughs> towed my whole life. I've camped my whole life. So I've always known about, it. I've always known about hitches, but it's 
they build hitches, you know, hitches are hitches, you know, whatever. It's not the hitches that are exciting. It's like, it's the company and the culture behind the hitch. It's the innovation. It's the excitement. It's the um, creative uh, marketing and creative collaboration that makes it so exciting to walk in the doors every day and go to work. Um, so making that change, I just knew um, I had to do something different. And it was, uh, I had some opportunities to look at maybe some other um, RVOEs and, um, you know, across the board from kind of more of the same, maybe a different segment as far as a different product than when I was selling a different price point. Um, but all in all, I knew for me to grow where I wanted to be in a professional career was I, I needed to make a change for something I could just really, really be passionate and excited about. And um, like I said, hitches are hitches, but the the culture and the company that has been built by, you know, Carl, the founder and um, Dan and Adam um, on the executive side and just the team members here, um, even every person in our, our fabrication facility is smiling and happy every day. It, it's nuts. I mean, they're out there welding every single day. Um, now they're working in, uh, climate controlled AC, which is awesome, <laughs> but there, there's no one that's just slouched and, and sad. I mean, it's just such a cool environment and it, the, the focus, the mental focus and just the, um, efficiency of my work. And I think everyone's work here, it, it's just, it's out of the world, um, because of what's back behind it. And, uh, that was probably the biggest thing I noticed, um, and even outside of work, it translated to my personal life. Um, you know, my relationship with my family and my relationship with my wife. Um, it's just having a solid foundation at work and being with a good company and a good group of guys and going out every day and selling an awesome product. Um, it, it's helped so many things that you never even think of. Um, and I wouldn't say I was ever in a, you know, a bad spot, but there was times where it's like, oh, great, you know, works Monday. And then, you know, that's week after week, month after month. And then you come here and it's like, wow, I've already been here for almost a year, it seems like. And it's nuts how fast time flies. So I think that's kind of one of the, the craziest light bulb moments for me is like, wow, this big change, but like little change that did so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there things from the RV side and your experience with it that now being at Gen Y where you're able to say, Hey, maybe we should look at this product or you have customers that you're talking to, um, from that side where you're able to be creative, maybe throw some ideas out there, you know, for some new products, things that, uh, people that are RV enthusiasts that, you know, that love them, that they could, you know, potentially have some, some, uh, new products that are coming their way. Yeah, no. So we have, uh, obviously we have done a partnership with Brinkley RV, um, amazing fifth wheel company out of, uh, Goshen, which is up in Elkhart County. Um, you know, same or most of the group of guys that started, um, you know, grand design RV, um, that was now owned by Winnebago and, um, they built a company that <laughs> it's funny. I mean, they're, it's they're almost like a, mar a marketing company that builds RVs. I mean, they build an extremely durable product, a really cool product. Um, their production facility is the closest thing you're going to get to like an automotive production production facility. Um, the way they operate, the way the engineers laid out their entire facility, the way their quality control is, it is nothing close to any type of other RV company out there. And 
they have built such a strong backing behind it and such a big customer base behind it. It's really cool because um, the partnership between Genwi and Brinkley um, started before I was here. Um, but I know Brinkley and Gen Y, the values and the ideas and the collaboration and the whole entire, both companies are very, very similar. Um, you know, obviously one's building RVs, one's building products for trucks and RVs, but um, even just down to kind of the the feel and the looks of the office and production is so similar. And uh, kind of where I was going with that was, you know, they, have had so many great ideas on our stuff um, that we're able to do for them and we're able to make for them, we're able to build for them. Um, you know, our executive pin box with the torsion flex, the, the, the fifth wheel and then the fifth, the goose, um, the latching system, um, all that stuff we can kind of collaborate on the marketing we can collaborate on. Um, and off of that, other RV OEs have seen it. Other supplier OEs have seen it. Um, we've had multiple who have, um, discussed with us if, uh, you know, we can kind of do a partnership if maybe there's product we can build for them that, um, they're getting from us, a specific supplier they want to change, or maybe their specific supplier or builder of the product doesn't have the ability or, or want to innovate and to grow or, um, be creative on products and they know we can. So it's a great opportunity for us to be able to step in and do that. Um, even as far as just random components and accessories that you would like that have been out there for years and tens of years that just need a little bit of tweaking just to make it that much better. And, um, we've had people ask us or they've gave their opinions or comments on social media, or they even reach out to us directly or some employees here, they go camping. I mean, a lot of us here go camping and tow stuff. So like, you know, we'll be doing that activity and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, this is how this can be better. We'll take it to the R and D team. We'll discuss about it, and we'll we'll build it. And uh, there's something there. We'll expand off of it. And so, it we're not we're not, we're not short of any ideas here. <laughs> it's just about prioritizing those ideas because <laughs> we have so much really good product that we need to um, really put emphasis on first and really grow um, its potential. Um, but at the same time, we have to be developing products that are going to be released, you know, a year ahead of time or two years ahead of time and, you know, making sure we're never behind that curve, uh, but also not losing focus. But um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see a lot of manufacturers and OEs and suppliers um, come to us and kind of ask us either to do something with them or for them or, you know, kind of collaborate on our ideas, uh, which is really cool to see. I think that's I think that's really helpful for the, the truck owners that are out there because when you, when the company you're buying products from is continually updating, looking at doing new things, it's making mm -hmm. your towing easier, your you know, vacations easier. However, you're using your truck, mm -hmm. it's it's just so exciting. And it, one of the things I was going to ask you is you had mentioned in the past doing RV shows and things like that. Are you going to be going out to SEMA this year? And I am. Yeah. Is that going to be your first time? Uh, yeah, isn't my first time. That's I bet fun. that's, I've never, I've never been, but, uh, I imagine it's going to be really fun, really exciting. Just so many people, so many questions, you know, so many potential relationships, business relationships, um, that can be built. It's probably gonna be a good time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to not only see all the product there and be able to walk the show, but just, uh, to communicate to a lot of, um, 
maybe our previous or current or you know potential customers um, to see all the new product, um, to be able to get the the feedback and the reactions on some of the new stuff that we're bringing. Um, I've been in Vegas a couple times while SEMA was going on uh, when I was on the RV side, but I've never actually walked through all of the RV um, or the SEMA. Uh, space so it's gonna be cool to be a part of it it's gonna be some long days and long week but <laughs> i'm excited i mean i can only assume uh the motivation and the uh adrenaline is gonna be so high it's gonna be tough to sleep at night <laughs> but, oh, yeah. uh, well, there's, there's so many cool products and trucks and and yeah. like we talked about with innovation there's a lot of it that comes out there and it's kind of you know it showcases yeah. Um, you know, everything. I know that there's going to be listeners we have, say they own a diesel shop, say it's a, a WD, something like that, where they want to connect with you guys or maybe connect directly with you. What are some ways or what are the best ways to be able to reach out, connect? Maybe they got a question. Maybe they have an idea. Maybe they want to, you know, stock, stock your guys' products or, or, or be able to sell them. How can they connect? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, run our website, uh, our phone number's on there and we are, our inside sales team is great. Our inside customer service is great. They're always answering the phones. Um, if for whatever reason they can't get a hold of someone to leave a message, we will call them back. Um, if you look at our comments online on social media or whatever, they, they have nothing but good things to say. So, um, first and foremost, I would say try to give them call um five to eight monday through friday um eastern time and then if not uh we do have a inquiry page on our website that you can email in and um that'll that'll get sent to um our team that manages that and then they'll kind of distribute that question or that idea or or whatever it may be they'll distribute it to whoever it needs to be um, distributed to so there's definitely no problems ever getting a hold of us um it's always a pain when you call someone and you're in like robotic you know, steps, yeah. Yeah, press one for this, press two for this. And you're on phone hold for 45 minutes. That doesn't happen. So uh, you can get someone, an actual person on the phone or, uh, you know, I get emails all the time from inquiries on the uh, website. So there's uh, no problems. Also, uh, I think everyone here is, you know, pretty up to date on, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can find us, you can follow us, you can shoot us a message, you can connect. Um, we all love to be, in tune with social media. Um, it's a great tool. It could be a bad tool if not used correctly, but uh, it's it's been a great tool for connecting. And so there's always that option too. It was really interesting to hear your background. And as I mentioned before, there's I can just point some of these people that reach out and have questions about, hey, how do I get into automotive? What should I look for? Because you touched on so many key components of it. And it's what I love about having a conversation and being able to learn these things. Cause I might not know it about, you know, I see the logo, I see the website, mm -hmm. I talk to somebody, but there's so many cool stories that, uh, you know, provide a lot of good advice and, and things people can look for. So I, I, like I mentioned before too, um, Gen Y does an exceptional job. I think at communication and innovation, and I'm a huge, huge fan. I don't really tow anything. Um, but whenever people ask me and say, Hey, I, uh, you know, I need a new hitch or, or whatever it might be. It, the first thing I think of is because of the relationships and the stories and the culture of Gen Y, you know, I'm a huge fan of it. So I appreciate you coming on today, um, sharing your story, talking about the company and, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, let me know how SEMA goes. I'm curious what it's going to be like for your first time out there. And, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it was cool. It's cool chat with you, Luke. Yeah, of course.
Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code diesel2023 for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, around the job site, around the house, they've definitely got you covered. They've got a ton of, of new knives they've released in 2023. So head on over to their website, check them out, and don't forget to use code diesel2023 for 20% off your order. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on social media. We appreciate all your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up. 